I think we can move on to the next topic that we have here. And we are going to talk about the Warriors and the Chris Paul partnership. Who benefits most from the Chris Paul Warriors partnership? Zach. Yeah, this is a really good question. Um, My answer isn't going to be either one necessarily. I'm going to go with the Wizards. I I think that of all the teams throughout the last few weeks with all these big trades, I do think they did pretty well uh, getting Tyus Jones. And I know he's not necessarily going to be a guy that helps them right now, but I do think he's going to be a very uh, valuable asset at the trade deadline. He is a guy who is arguably probably is the best backup point guard in the league. And he would be valuable to any team looking for a point guard or not. And I do think for the wizards um, to get, uh, uh, Jordan Poole back for Chris Paul. I do think that's a solid move for them. I, I know Poole is making a lot of money, but I do think in Washington, where they just need as many guys who could score the basketball as possible, that is a solid, solid pickup for Washington. But with Golden State and Chris Paul, I really do think that when Bob Myers, their GM, left the team kind of out of nowhere, not a lot of people saw it coming. In my opinion, that did signal the end of the Warriors dynasty. And I understand that, uh, there were things going pretty off the rails before he decided to leave. I was honestly surprised that Golden State was able to find a way to beat the Sacramento Kings in round one of the playoffs after how bad of a regular season they had. Probably there weren't a ton of teams worse in terms of road record than the Warriors. Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, Golden State is going to have to have a lot of important decisions made with those two guys in their future. They're getting older, this core that has won so much. It's getting older, and I understand Stephen Curry. He is a winning player that has won all these rings and has done so much for this Warriors franchise, but I'm just confused. Like, why would Bob Myers leave? He's a guy that has had so much success with this Warriors franchise, and he just leaves out of nowhere just a year after they won the title. I know that Golden State, you can make the argument also, they blew a couple first-round picks. James Wiseman, he's no longer there. Jonathan Kaminga can't find his way onto the floor in an important playoff game. Moses Moody is probably the best pick out of them right now, and at best he's a rotational shooter. That is good, but I don't necessarily know how much of an impact he makes on your ceiling. And look, you won't find many bigger Chris Paul fans than me, right? I understand he's not the perfect player. He has a ton of flaws. He always gets hurt in the playoffs. He's never won a championship. He has an attitude that could rub off uh, on the wrong way for depending on who his teammates are. But I like Chris Paul in a situation like Oklahoma City. I like Chris Paul in a situation like Phoenix where he went to a team that was trying to break through, that was trying to get to the playoffs for the first time in a while, and he did a great job turning both of those situations around. But honestly, like Chris Paul on the Warriors, the same team that he had those epic, epic playoff duels with uh, with James Harden, every time I think of Chris Paul and the Warriors, I think of uh, game six of the 2018 Western Conference Final when Chris Paul, he's making – or game five, I should say, actually, in Houston. When he's making a three in Steph Curry's face, he's doing the shimmy in his face. And the Rockets, they were about to go up 3-2 on the Warriors. And then two seconds later, Chris Paul, he gets hurt, and he's out for the rest of the playoffs. There was also a story I read that prior to game number seven of that same series, Rockets-Warriors, Chris Paul, uh, he found out that Steph Curry was taking shots – in the gym uh, the night before game number seven of that series. And then Chris Paul, he told his guy, like, no, nah, that's not going to fly. Get this guy out of here. And Steph Curry got kicked out of the gym. He didn't forget about that. And, like, Chris Paul, he just has so much history with the Warriors. This is a team that's on the decline. I honestly don't see this working. I don't see anyone benefits of the two sides. Zay? Um, 
who benefits most from the Chris Paul Warriors partnership? The Western Conference. Um, they benefit tremendously because the Warriors dynasty is done. They're on a decline. They are sloping down the hill, and adding Chris Paul was at a quickened pace when they got rid of Jordan Poole, um, the future shooting guard, starting shooting guard of the Warriors at one particular point, and they got rid of him. Um, the team is the the, um, the they have a asset deficit. For what I would say, they don't have a depth. They don't have bench depth. They don't really have guys outside of Curry and Clay currently on that roster. There's rumors that Draymond Green might go join up with Mike Brown in Sacramento because they have such a close knit relationship, and Sacramento can offer him the money he's looking for. Um, you know, relations play a key factor. And to be honest, Draymond has been the scapegoat of the Golden State Warriors for some time now. They've been using him, blaming him for a lot of the losses. For um the, his attitude, quote unquote, and, um, his his tenacity, and then um sometimes intense moments with Steve Kerr and the rest of the team, and they've been using his name as a negative, um, basically a negative spot on his career. And I think you know Draymond's probably tired of it. Draymond, as much as he loves Steph Curry, as much as he wants to run it back, he could look at Sacramento as like this is the next Golden State Warriors. This is the next team that could take over the Western Conference with their speed, their agility, with their IQ. And I think that's something he's looking at when he's looking to possibly going back and forth. That Western Conference is looking steep with the removal of Bob Myers from that Warriors team, who was the, uh, essentially the architect of getting different guys, veterans on that team to accompany Steph Curry, Clay, Draymond to get those championships over there. And I think maybe, you know, these uh, I think it's Dunleavy now currently. And, you know, it's his first year. We don't know what he's what moves he's going to make, what, what he's capable of doing. But Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors are no longer, yeah, we'll take a vet minimum to play with that team. You know, it's, it's not, it's no longer that that level of, of uh, team anymore. So now you got to actually give them a good contract to bring over some good players. And I don't think they'll, they are capable of doing so, which allows me to say the Western Conference benefits because now we're seeing new teams in that top six, top eight category to play for those playoff spots. And um, I just don't look – I don't see the Warriors as a team as a threat anymore. They look like a wounded animal, just basically bleeding out. And they're, they're trying as much as they can to keep moving forward. But right now, the legs are getting cut from underneath, underneath them. And it's looking like this was our last heroic effort to possibly get some life on this Warriors team. And it doesn't look good so far. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say that the Warriors benefit the most because of their inability to develop young players. If you look at the last 15 drafts, right, only 13 out of the last 15 rookies made it past their rookie contracts. Okay, that should be telling. Translation, they really don't develop people. You have to be seasoned because they are competing for championships, and that's what they want to continue to do. So they don't have the patience to develop those young guys. Including on that list, the number two overall pick, I believe, um, James Wiseman, right? They got rid of his ass real quickly, right? And the only two guys that made it past their rookie contracts, and actually they're not past their rookie contracts, this is their third year, is Kaminga and Mooney. So that's one right there. We know Steve Kerr doesn't have the patience as a coach to, you know, get these guys playing time because when they make mistakes, he declined their minutes. Right, that's that's number two. Also, we know Draymond Green. It's funny you brought him up. He doesn't know how to deal with a with a young guy dealing with fame for the first time. 
he thinks he's a punching bag. He goes ahead and punches him in the face. So to be real with you, the Warriors don't know how to deal with young guys. And giving up on pool is just more so a microcosm of this process of them being the Warriors. Forget the young guys. We are going to get names that we already know. They signed Kevin Durant. That's not like a outside the box, you know, kind of um chess move made by Bob Myers. Oh my gosh, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread because he signed Kevin Durant. It's Kevin Durant. Okay. I will sign him too. Okay. You know, so it's not like they did anything spectacular outside of drafting, you know, Curry and, you know, Curry is Curry and, and Clay Thompson, and they got a nice role for Dre. I think Dre can take that role to other teams like the Kings and Portland and still be that same Draymond Green, right? But they don't develop young guys. Chris Paul has the opportunity right now to literally be the Sean Livingston of this second unit. Remember, Sean Livingston, he wasn't compatible to Curry. They have nothing in common like that. But he knew what he liked to do, get inside the arc and jack up shots and take that mid-range shot, similar to Chris Paul, who's a mid-range guy. He still got that shot. Now, I know he's shot, but he still got that shot. Okay, so he could run the second unit. And I understand that we have a lot of questions because I do, in my mind, how is this going to work? The pace that he plays at and the pace that the Warriors you know, play at, they always trying to move and the fast pace and all that. But what I did take in consideration when answering this is everywhere Chris Paul has gone, he has made an impact and a significant impact on the teams he went to. The Rockets, the the um OKC Thunder, you know, um the Suns, you know, everywhere he's gone, he made an impact. So I'm going to give Chris Paul the benefit of the doubt and say he could find a role on this team. It may not be a large role. And hell, you don't want 38, 40-year-old Chris Paul to have a large role. You want him to help your second unit, who was giving you fits last year. So let him operate the second unit. If he can develop guys, because Chris Paul is known to develop guys and young guys, then he should develop the second unit. And I didn't even get started with the flexibility from a cap perspective. That this deal allows him to do. They get rid of Jordan Poole's $128 million contract. Yeah, you take it. And let him give you your 26 points per game with those rainbow shots, Wizards. Okay, cool. I got cat belief now. So now I can sign Draymond Green and say, well, Draymond Green, you ain't going nowhere, bro. Okay, I can sign Clay Thompson when it's due for another contract. I can keep my core together. And guess what? Give myself a shot to win a championship again. So if there's any benefit, you know, here, the Warriors got that benefit. But do we think this core could, could do that? Like, I just don't necessarily know, even with Chris Paul, what the ceiling is for this Warrior team. Like, it's, it's important to realize, like, Clay Thompson, I don't think he's the same player as he once was, you know, five years ago. He, he looked a little bit shot. No, that's fair, Zach. That, that's fair. But I said it before, Zach. When we talked about Bob Myers, the dynasty was over. I've been said that. So this doesn't expand no window. Even keeping pool wasn't going to expand no window. Right? The dynasty been over. What they did was shed a bad contract, because let's call that a bad contract. It's a bad contract for a short-term investment to see the payoff. And if it doesn't pay off, I right, cool you off the books. I don't got to worry about cap belief. They are a luxury tax team. Right, they are deep into that luxury tax. And with the new CBA, 
that's a great move from a flexibility perspective to get rid of this cat. Mm. Yeah, I mean, then if, if if I felt that way though, if I were them, I would I would trade Clay Thompson right now, and I might even consider letting Draymond Green walk because I do think Chris Paul. I just this fit. It, it just doesn't really seem right. It, it doesn't really seem natural to me. And I think the Warriors dynasty officially ended the day that Draymond Green did punch Jordan Poole. And it kind of became clear that those two guys, they weren't going to be able to be on the same team for the foreseeable future. Now, I would love to know how Steph Curry feels deep down about all this. He's the face of your franchise. He's going to be the one orchestrating and making a lot of these decisions. But like Mike Dunleavy Jr., I don't necessarily trust him as a GM, especially compared to Bob Myers, he was saying uh, a couple days ago that you know Jordan Poole, he's going to be a great long-term piece, well, long-term solution to the to the franchise, and he trades him a couple days later. Just another lesson you can't really take uh, anything these guys say too seriously. But I mean, Chris Paul to the Warriors, I just don't necessarily. I, I like what they said. I, I think the one who benefits the most is the the Western Conference. Now, this is my last point. Like I said before, I'm not saying it's beneficial because they're going to win a championship. Right. I, I said it's beneficial because he can try to help that second unit and because of the money behind the deal and the cap relief and all that. But another thing, too, the dynasty been over because they don't know how to develop young guys. And that's the problem. They don't know how to develop young guys. Their inability to develop the young guys. Those young guys were supposed to prolong the dynasty. They were supposed to take the baton from the Draymond Greens and the and Clay Thompson so they could take a step back in a sense. So they can carry it, right? So they can get that experience, which they got, but they just never committed to the development. So they did what they normally do. I'm going to get a veteran that's, you know, an experienced look. Andrew Wiggins was a gamble. Andrew Wiggins was a gamble. And it worked. He was a best player on that championship run outside of Curry, right? The most important player besides Steph Curry, right? Deshaun Limiston, like I brought up before, that was a gamble. He was hurt, right? He almost had a career-ending injury. It worked out. So what I'm saying is that they're doing what they normally do, which is sign the veteran and forget the young guy. Go ahead. Do what you do. Whatever you do best is what you do. Let's see if it works. You know, it'll be interesting what the Warriors decide to do. Um, Curry's contract is up to 2026. Uh, Klay Thompson's contract is um, he's on his final year uh, going into the season. Uh, Draymond possibly looking for another contract with the Warriors, probably moving on. I wonder if they try to extend everybody to 26, you know, when Curry's contract is officially up, everyone kind of ends on the same accord or together. Uh, I'll be interested to see what happens there because right now it's not looking good. You know, Chris Paul, everybody else on this team, it's not looking like a team that's destined to win, but if you could somehow, some way keep Draymond and Clay together for at least another season or two, and then y'all can all retire together, you could essentially see y'all rise out, like listen, ride it out into the sunset. Essentially, um, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Um, there's a lot of interesting points around this Warriors team, around Chris Paul. Um, Chris Paul is a very um, intelligent player. He's very vocal in the locker room. He's a guy who's very X's and O's based, which is what is the base of this Warriors team, um, including speed. Um, I just don't know if it's gonna fit well with this team. Like, I don't see them competing with the Kings with Chris Paul on the court or the Nuggets with Chris Paul on the court, or even the, the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, this is a, a plethora of teams in this Western Conference that just makes it interesting what this Warriors team is trying to do. They can't turn back the, the clock for Chris Paul. He's not going to get faster, younger, more athletic. You know, he, his play as is 
is injury riddled. This guy's been hurt so many different times over the last couple of seasons is because he's doing way more than what he's capable of doing. He has to slow the game down. And I think joining the Warriors team is only going to quicken the lifespan of Chris Paul in this league. You know, this man is potentially going to get a strained hamstring one or two times in the season because of how fast the Warriors play. They move with pace. You got to move up with us. And I think that's something that is going to be detrimental to the season. But I say all that to say that there's going to be a new Western Conference team uh, soon. And we'll see who it is that oversees this Warriors team in the playoffs. It may be the Kings. It may even be the Portland Trailblazers if Dame decides to stay there. But it's going to be interesting on what's going to happen this upcoming season with Golden State because we don't know what is bound to happen even this Friday, which is the free agency. This is my last point on this topic, right? And I'm not saying that I co-sign what I'm about to say. Certain times where I give my opinion and certain times when I'm a reporter of what's going on. I talk about what's going on. I talk about the culture of the NBA. And I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to talk about the culture, right? When you look at the NBA, when teams are winning championships or trying to compete for championships and their window is closing, that's when they're the most aggressive to get rid of young guys. We saw it with the Suns, right? The Suns, they made the finals a couple years ago, and they realized, like, yo, our window was closing, right? So we are going to trade Mikel Bridges, who they could have used, right? Who they could have groomed with more offensive opportunities to be that number two to Devin Booker, but they traded him for Bradley, not Bradley Bill, for um Kevin Durant, okay? And then they, they kept going. They're like, all right, we might as well trade for Bradley Bill then. That's how they operate. Like, the Warriors are in the same sense. Like, yo, we are our championship window is closed. They would never admit to that, but they know it's closing. We know it's probably closed. So we are going to get rid of the young guy because we need it now before it's too late, before it really closed, even though it may be really closed. And that's why they're going after the CP3. I'm just reporting what I see in the NBA. Teams think that way. If they can't homegrown their talent, and think about it, Denver – Denver will probably do the same thing in the future when it's time for them to be in this position that the Warriors are in. Everything is cool right now. I admire you, Denver, because you homegrown your talent. But watch Denver in the future because once you win a championship, you never want to do without it. You never want to do without it because you know how it feels to be at the mountaintop. So when it comes to a situation years from now, they're like, nah, 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 hold up. Nah, our dynasty, whatever we're trying to build, it's not over. We're going to want to win again. They're going to trade some of those young guys for another veteran. I see the same thing in the cycle, y'all. I'm just reporting it. So the Warriors are doing what a lot of teams in the NBA do, which is try to throw up Hail Marys to extend the window. Now, whether we feel it's going to work or not, we don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it is. Yeah, Y'all feel confident it's not. But I say that to say they move on from pool because they don't know how to develop young guys. And they got a guy in CP3 who has been a winner everywhere he goes. Now, we could talk about the fit. We could talk about all that. But one thing I know is his resume. And one thing I know is the Warriors' resume. And let's see if those resumes can collude into something that is there still, even if we don't feel it is. So part of the reason why I said I thought the day the Warriors' dynasty was the same day that Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole in practice is because Jordan Poole, you know, he's a flawed player with plenty of issues. But he's actually the one young player recently that the Warriors have drafted that has panned out at least a little bit. You know, he, his contract is terrible, and that's really, I think, the main reason, along with the punch, why they moved him. But if Jordan, if they didn't pay Jordan Poole and they wanted to trade him post-punch, I think 
they could have gotten back much better pieces that could have helped them win more than Chris Paul. And I think the Warriors really did this deal because the when they decided to pay Jordan Poole, that was an awful decision that's aged terribly. I do think if they just trade Jordan Poole without his contract, then they could get a lot back better than Chris Paul to help them win. So I think the combination of Draymond punching Poole, along with the fact that they decided to pay Jordan Poole, and then the guy, think about it, the guy who decided to pay Jordan Poole all that money is now gone. He's now nowhere to be seen. So it's clear Dunleavy didn't like that deal. And I think those two events happening really is what when it hit me like, shoot, the Warriors dynasty, this is the end. It's over. Yo, I lied. I told the fairy tale. This is going to be my last lap right here, my last point, because I just thought of something. Sometimes you think of ideas on the fly, and you're like, all right, I might as well just spit it out. Better the late than never, right, Zay? But anyway, you know, you see the sequence there, right, because of how we started the show. All right, I know you got that, right? But anyway, Zay, you made a point about the Western Conference benefiting. And, Zach, you agreed with him. But if y'all saying that the Warriors dynasty been over, how could they benefit? The Western Conference is here. The Nuggets won the championship. The Kings are on the rise. The Kings took the Warriors to seven games. And experience was the difference, right? Something that they're going to take with them next year. So the war, the Western Conference been here, right? The Warriors, if they win those already closed, and this deal didn't make nothing change anyway. What I'm saying is the difference is the cap flexibility here. Because the Western Conference, they was already good. Right, so we think right if they dynasty is over, so it can't be the Western Conference. Yeah, the Wizards, you could say that they benefit because they get a young guy in pool, they could build around their you know, they core of Kuzma and pool. So I could respect that. But I think when you talk about really the reason why this trade was done for, I think the Warriors got what they wanted in a, in that way, in that one side of the bracket, and that's it. Well, with that cap space, though, my issue is that they're probably going to spend it on clay and draymond and i don't think that's going to help you win anything in the situation they're in right now yeah i think if you're the warriors and you know i'm going to take the patriots as a prime example eventually if they really want to optimize a closing window they are going to have to make a godfather decision with one of their cornerstones that helped them get there they're going to have to do that whether it's Trey Clay or Draymond Green, they're going to have to do that. But they don't want to, and that's their issue. They like, oh, we got us here. Y'all got us here. We want to live and die by you. This loyalty thing, similar to Dame in Portland, this loyalty with the core. But if you really want to optimize your window, you could be loyal, fine. That's on you. But to optimize that window that's really closed and shut, they're going to have to trade and make a golf for the choice. And if they don't want to make that choice, then they ain't going to make no moolah. And what I mean by moolah, I'm talking about championships. Let me throw one possible trade at you guys. I'm curious uh, for what you guys think on this. And I know it would be a little weird considering these teams just played in the playoffs. They're in the same state. They're in the same division. Uh, they they have a lot of history. Uh, so the Kings owner, right, this guy, Vivek Ranadive, he used to come from Golden State. He uh, was in their organization, and then he bought – the Sacramento Kings, we know a lot of the similarities those two teams have. As a matter of fact, he hired Mike Brown as the Kings coach from Golden State. He was the top assistant. If you're the Warriors and Vivek calls you up right now and asks, would you want to give me Clay Thompson straight up for Kevin Herter? Would you do it? If I'm Golden State, I'm doing that move. But unfortunately, I don't think they would do that because 
Clay. He's done so much for their franchise. We know him and Curry, the relationship they have. But that's the kind of trade I think if I'm Golden State, if I'm really trying to get back in this and really try to make the last few years of this window count, it would be a deal like that, moving off of Clay, moving off a guy like Draymond. I think that would be the deal to if this dynasty has any shot of staying alive, it would be that kind of deal they would have to make, not trading away Chris Paul for Jordan Poole. I just don't know if uh, Golden State would be willing to do that. Um, you know, I think it's I'll be an interesting uh, prop for the Warriors because Kevin Herter, as solid as he is as a basketball player, I think he has a lot of untapped potential um, that could possibly be be opened on this Warriors team, but maybe it peaks at that moment because I don't I don't see him being as like. I'm trying. I'm trying to phrase it correctly. So when we look at Clay Thompson, said he had an off year. He doesn't look the same. He was still averaging 20 points per game. He was still hitting some big shots and still showing glimpses of that old Clay Thompson. Kevin Herter would never get to that level. I think if Kevin Liver, Kevin Herter played even close to what Clay did last year, we're talking about Kevin Herter being the best shooter in the league, one of the best shooters in the league, or even, um, you know, one of the best shooting guards in the league, just because of how impactful Clay Thompson is on the basketball floor. Um, if Clay Thompson goes to the um, Kings, I'm a big person that has stated that Clay Thompson is arguably the main reason why the Warriors won so many rings, the reason why Curry went to so many playoffs, because Clay is so impactful on the basketball floor, on both sides of the floor. He changes the game for everybody. Curry never been to a playoffs without Clay Thompson. And that's something that people need to keep in mind because Clay is a different beast on the floor. No, he's not on ball heavy. He doesn't have the dribble moves and all the other um, things that other guys have, but clay himself as a shooter, as a marksman, as a defender changes the game for any team in the NBA on immediate impact. And I think that's something that the Warriors would think about when mulling over any trade to any team. Cause they know once he goes to that team, that team elevates to another level than where they're currently at. Rather that's a final NBA championship team or a deep playoff run team, but they know what Clay is capable of doing once he touches the basketball floor. I low key disagree with that. You know, um, before the Achilles injury, obviously he always had his defense, right? Locking up the number one guy, whatever. But like he would have streaky shooting moments, and that never changed. While a lot of people, when they saw him after Achilles, when it came to his scoring, which his defense fell off after the you know Achilles injury, by the way. And when you talk about his offense, it was like, oh, you know, the injury has something to do with it. The injury had nothing to do with his offense. He was always tricky. There were times where he did not show up in the finals. We could look up the stats. There was times where he went cold. So he always been that streaky player. The injury did not make the difference. The only thing the injury impacted was his defense. If you want to talk about the most important player on this run of the dynasty with the Warriors, not named Curry, is Draymond Green because he bought that villain to that team like he literally was the villain of the team every team need a villain a guy that's going to do the gritty work and give them a, a sense of physicality in a way give that team a physical identity in some instances i remember in game seven against the cavaliers they lost that game right they blew the 3-1 lead but who dropped 30 draymond green he did something that he's not even accustomed to doing so i think he actually was the most important part of that dynasty not named curry so, Will, would you make that trade? Clay for Herder? I think I'm, I think I might. 
I mean, they they possibly could if they want to. I wouldn't mind it. You know, I just think they need to bring back Draymond. They need to keep Draymond. That's what I would start by doing. I would start by keeping Draymond, making sure he's back. Because if he goes, then there's no trade that you can do. I don't care what trade you try to do unless you get another star that's going to keep this window open. It will be closed. The day Draymond Green leaves is really the day that this dynasty is completely shut. Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. We've been slinging shows left and right. Slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a question. Something you may want to answer. Something you may have. It's, all ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question.